embrace this moment. All are welcome. Bring a heart open to love and a mind willing to change. The moment to live in unity and heal as one is now. Welcome to the coming. Hello, my name is Dr. Keith Jordan. Please call me Keith. Welcome. Welcome to the coming. I guess the first thing that's important to define is, what is the coming? What is it all about? Why are you even doing this? What are you really doing with your life? Through my intuitive gift of healing and my open channel with God, I have come to find that more than one person can heal from one thing at one time. As one heals from something in their life, if we join that person in a space of unconditional love and acceptance, we can heal from that part within ourselves as well. And instead of one person healing, thousands and millions, tens of millions in my hopes and dreams can heal at one time. As you watch this episode of The Coming, do me a favor. It is not my intention to put in your mind any preconceived notions of what you are supposed to feel or not supposed to feel. I simply ask that you be open to feel what you feel. That you be open to the experience of what happens when you watch The Coming. And that you truly look at it as a sincere attempt to bring unconditional love and healing to the world and unity between all of us. As long as you remember in your heart that that is my deepest intention, whatever your experience is while watching the coming, it will be good. I've been hearing about Dr. Jordan for years through many different friends and I've wanted to go to his center and I've been to so many different doctors and I've tried alternative uh, medicines, spent a lot of money and I just felt that I wasn't going to invest any more money yet at that time but I was um, told finally to go to him by a friend on my anniversary and my birthday weekend and we tried to go out the week before and I was sick with migraine and then on my birthday anniversary weekend, I went to a good friend's restaurant, and she had been going to Dr. Jordan for years. And she took a look at me, because I was in so much pain, and she said, have you been to Keith Jordan? Have you done that? And I said, no. She said, you must go. And so I knew the gathering was coming up the next week, and I decided to take a friend of mine there, because she's also interested in um, alternative healing. And uh, so I... I went there for both those reasons. Well, I came here today um, because I've been going through a lot of things medically, physically, um, and I guess even 
to some extent emotionally or, or mentally. And I recently met somebody, a guy that I've sort of been making friends with, sort of almost dating, um, and he suggested Dr. Jordan, um, that Dr. Jordan might be able to help me in a way that others haven't in the past, uh, a new approach. Um, so, you know, and I'm not really always keen on trying new things, but I've tried pretty much everything to help. You know, I've had a lot of different kinds of pains and a lot of different kind of medical issues, and I've been going from doctor to doctor to doctor, and, and kind of everybody keeps trying the same old thing, throw medicine at it, throw medicine at it, throw medicine at it, and I, I kind of want to try a new approach. I want to try, you know, I've been hearing about, you know, different options and telling myself I would try something and I just haven't quite gone there yet so I guess this is my first chance to really reach out and try something new. The most important thing to remember about the coming is that it's not about me at all. It's not about me or you or anyone. It's about all of us. But in order for you to finally get past that point that it's not about me you have to know about me. I come from a family of five. I grew up in a city called Parma Heights, Ohio. My father, Ken, my mother, Elaine, my older brothers, Scott and Kevin. I'm the youngest of three boys. Everyone gets to where they're at because they are immersed in a relationship with life. But because we do not have hours and hours and hours to discuss my life, I am simply bringing to mind the most pertinent events that caused the most pertinent steering of my life in the direction that it was steered in to bring me to the point where you're seeing me in front of you now. I was always in a hurry. I was always an adventurous soul. I was always one who decided to take on the world, to be ahead of the game, to get to where I felt I needed to be. This was my path. This was the way that I was truly getting in my own way from the very beginning. But as God saves us all, even when we are trying to get in our own way, God finds a way to shape life that helps us get out of our own way. As I grew older, I began to notice that there was something about me that was different. At least I felt was different. Something about me that other people didn't pay attention to in their own selves, let's say. One of these inner knowings that I began to know was that I would be a doctor. What kind of doctor I wasn't sure, I originally began to think I would be something in the allopathic field, the field of medical doctors. I don't want anyone to think that I was some protege at a very young age who knew I had an intuitive gift. I want everyone to understand as I tell this story and you think about your own life, I'm just like you. And I want you to understand that, that you're just like me. And that everything that I do and everything that I am is possible for you in your own reality. And this is not to say that you will be a doctor, but it is to say that you have the potential to be an intuitive and to have an unconditionally loving relationship with life and all those that God puts in it. In any case, I decided to be a chiropractor. I drove back to Dayton threw away my medical applications, applied to National College of Chiropractic. Within a year and a half from that point, I was starting my chiropractic college degree. Karen has a hard time feeling safe. Pretty amazing that that could be somewhat true about you, isn't it? That you don't always feel... No, it isn't amazing at all. I mean... I, I rarely feel safe. Karen was someone who I chose from the audience and I had no idea whether she even had any problems or not, but I was guided by God to choose her and Karen ended up having um, incredible 
pain and physical problems. And the first thing I'm being told to tell you is that you're never going to be afraid anymore. That's great. You're done. Because quite honestly, you don't even know what you're afraid of anymore. Because when you become afraid of everything, you're really afraid of nothing. Because is it really possible to be afraid of everything, Karen? Mm -mm. Is everything possibly out to hurt you? No. No. As soon as he was on stage and he mentioned that he was going to choose one person from among the 250 people, my heart started pounding out of my chest because I knew it was going to be me. I don't know how I knew. I just knew it. And so I was sitting there trying to calm myself down, and it wasn't working very well. And then he called on a woman to my right, and she had a problem, but he listened to what she said carefully and politely. And then he said that he was being guided to the right person to choose. And my hand, my, actually my friend next to me said, put your hand up. And he called on me next and he asked me what my issue was and I told him that I had had debilitating chronic migraines for 19 years and he looked back at the audience and he said it, well it was as if he was listening and he said that he was not the one choosing who would come up to the stage and then he looked at the audience and he said I think it's her. If you're never allowed to feel safe being yourself you're going to naturally develop other personalities, aren't you? You're going to decide that in this situation, you need to be this person. And in this situation, you need to be that person. And in this situation, you need to be that, that individual. And every one of those individuals is going to develop their own personality, aren't they? Aren't they, Karen? Yes. I was terrified, but I knew that I was supposed to go. And so I did. And that's how I felt. Terrified. We're going to go ahead and do a release right now. Okay. And we're going to get rid of everybody else in your head but the original you. Okay. And you got to remember as we do this, you're among family. Okay. This is your new family. Thanks. Because everyone around you right now loves you unconditionally. And that wasn't an experience you had growing up. That's right. But are you having it right now? Mm -hmm. Conscious level, aren't you? Mm -hmm. So anyone who ever had any issues not feeling safe being themselves as a kid, it's all of you right now. Everybody. How I felt on stage from the beginning to the end was a transformation. When I walked up the stage, it was pretty dark and uh, I knew that there were hundreds of people looking at me, so I was frightened, like I said. And he put me in a chair, I sat down, and he was close to me, Dr. Jordan, which was helpful. It helped to calm me down a little bit, but I, I knew all those people were out there staring at me, and I, I am not accustomed to that. So um, he asked me how I was doing, and I said, I'm really scared. Here's a woman, never met me before, comes to a gathering, gets chosen out of 250 people, comes up, sits down, and the first thing I tell her is she doesn't feel safe. And yet, where is she sitting right now in front of how many people? Yeah. 250 people. And amazingly enough, how safe do you feel right now, Karen? I do feel safe. Isn't it amazing? But it's terrifying. It's terrifying. <laughs> 
and he said, that's okay, it's okay. And uh, he took my shoes off, which I thought was interesting. And then he uh, held my feet, both feet, and the second he put his hands on my feet, I could feel fear I've had my entire life leave my body completely within seconds. So immediately I understood why I was there and that I was blessed to be there and that he was helping me. I was surprised at how immediate it was. And so I was really calm from that second on. He scanned my body to find out what was going on inside my body with my health, my illness, my issues. And the sensations I felt were mild and comforting. And I just listened to what he was saying. And I felt comfortable with what he was doing. And I, as the time went on, I think it was about 45 minutes, I felt lighter and more comfortable as if all the pressure and pain I had been feeling for 19 years was being released. I felt loved, not only from him, but from God and from all the people who were in the audience. And it was a transformative process and it was lightening in that I felt like a kid again, like when I was, you know, 10 years old. And I felt a peace that I have not felt most of my adult life. I think the only thing that I would like to say before I go in is that I'm not somebody who believes in anything easily. I'm somebody who takes convincing. I've spent 19 years in law enforcement. I've seen pretty much everything there is to see. Um, and I'm not, I'm not going into this like, wow, um, you know, I can't wait to make this guy look good or I can't wait for this miracle cure to, to work or to pretend it works. I just am really hoping for a, a new solution to an old problem. Mike is a person that I will never forget, not just because of what happened in his session, but for the reasons that brought Mike in. Mike didn't necessarily believe in who I was or what I did. What brought Michael to me was his hope, his inability to dismiss circumstance in his life and coincidence, his inability to believe that it was all just some random process that was happening. He is one who believed in the process of divine nature. He is someone who showed that even though you are skeptic on one level, that if you believe in the foundation of divine nature within life, it will lead you in the right direction. I thank Michael not only for coming into my life for that reason, but for being an example of that to others. First of all, I just want to thank you again, because uh, what you're doing is just so important. You're uh, stepping forward to share your healing with everyone in the world that God means to see it. And uh, that's just the most loving thing you can do. So thank you for that, okay? Okay. Michael, I want you to know, I know you like to be called Mike. Um, Mike, I want you to know that I reviewed your file and I am very aware of the surgeries that you've had on your neck and aware of the breathing issues that you have or have had and the digestive issues regarding your stomach 
and uh, just the general um, symptoms that you've been suffering with. And uh, just so we know that I begin in a space of awareness with that and whatever I do to your body to help you um, be healed, it's with an awareness of those things. So you can let go of the feelings that you have about you know, what's going to happen because of my surgeries or my neck or my back or I'm aware of all that and whatever I am intuitively, divinely guided to do will in no way cause any risk to those situations, okay? Okay. So you can just let that go. And don't see yourself as being with a, with a doctor or a chiropractor right now. Just, okay. just see yourself just being with Keith. Okay. Fair enough? Fair. In June of 1996, I opened Optimal Health Chiropractic Clinic. When I opened that practice, I was basically doing standard chiropractic, the normal things I had learned in school, getting wonderful results, but always wondering why people kept coming out of alignment. True, people have habits of behavior and movement that can make their spine shift in different directions, and this can cause repetitive misalignment. I got that, but I knew there had to be some deeper reasons why people kept on coming out of alignment. Remember, at this point, alignment to me was still something that happened to the spine. I hadn't come to truly, truly appreciate the fact that the alignment of one within the field of life and ultimately God was the reason why they were either in alignment or out of alignment. But suffice it to say, there were plenty of lessons to be learned just from the manipulation of the spine and what causes it to come out of alignment. I began to investigate more of a holistic way of dealing with people. It first became obvious to me that nutritional deficiencies or dietary issues had to be tied to the body on one level or another. I began using certain levels of supplementation and found that it did indeed help alignments last longer. It was the beginning of something else though. I found myself as I began to muscle test knowing what was going to happen before I muscle tested. This was one of the major shifting points in accepting my intuition. Upon awaking to this intuitive gift within me, it then became my path and my purpose to help it become the best that it could be, to dedicate my life to this channel and all that it could bring to the world. I realized that everything I ever thought I was doing as a doctor, I wasn't. And everything that I actually was being seen as doing, I was only doing because God was allowing it. I realized in essence, it was all God. When I speak of God, it needs to be known. I speak of an unconditionally loving, forgiving, accepting being. Beyond our comprehension, beyond any religious belief system's definition, beyond any verbalization that can possibly be given, it is an unconditional force of love. Beyond our comprehension, it is undefined in every way. The visits began to change and I began to put myself in a total presence of surrender. It's amazing what happens when you don't care what anybody thinks. It's amazing what happens when you lose the opinion of yourself and you lose the opinion that others can have of you. It's the most freeing, liberating experience. It is all about the coming. The coming is all about us accepting this intuitive gift within all of us and realizing that if we all listen to our intuition, in essence, we'll all be listening to the same thing and we'll all want the same things and we'll all come to peace in the same way. The unifying sense of intuition overcomes our senses, you understand? Because you and I will always sense the world differently because of our own imprinted programs of perception. The intuition is the gift that God gives us that makes us all one because it is not affected by perception. It is a direct line from the infinite field of knowledge and wisdom. 
It makes us all one. My practice continued to grow and do well. It led to the purchase of an old building, a renovation project that was all in divine order. All things began to continue to expand. It came to a point where I realized that, as a single entity treating other people, one at a time, it was a limited pattern. Realizing the limitations of a standard practice, I realized that I needed to come to a different place with sharing this gift. The first step in sharing this gift was something called the gatherings. This is when I had between 250 people and 300 people come together and I brought Karen up on stage and allowed her healing to be their healing and their love to be her healing as well. When I check her fields now, there's no push, there's no pull. She is existing right now in her life in a space of balance. Yeah, I feel light. And in essence, I love that because you just, I love how God just gives me my lead-ins. You know, it's like... This is not an uncommon experience, and in fact, it happens on a daily basis as I work with people. They arise from their session and say, I feel lighter, I feel light. With a big smile, I look at them and say, that is because that is what you are. Because in essence, what are we all? Light! <laughs> so literally, remember I said, you are only going to be the you that God wants you to be now? All the other personalities have left? And those, all those other personalities, on some level, they were personalities of darkness. They were fear. They were confused. They were misled. They were it, were, it was darkness. There's nothing wrong with darkness. There has to be darkness to have light. So it's, it's okay. It's not evil or bad. I mean, it's just, just dark. And after that darkness left her, thanks to all of us, and of course, God, the creator of all things, she feels light. Isn't that what you'd expect? In reality, we are all reflections of God's loving light. We are all reflections of that light. In essence, we are light. And when we let go, by getting out of our own way and allowing ourselves to be in the proper alignment with that light, we become the perfect reflection that we have always been meant to be. So light is not just something we feel. It is, in essence, what we are. I have felt that same peace ever since the gathering and the healing and I've been able to hold on to it continually. And I know that when we commune with God and we go to church, we might feel better for a little while, but when we're in the outside world, we lose it quite quickly. We can, and that had been the case with me. But since the healing at the gathering, I have felt peaceful and without any fear for, since the moment that it took place. And it's been amazing. So I'm grateful for what he, had, he has given me and how I feel now. Check the parts of her feet. Not so sore anymore, are they? Feel better. Yeah. Now just, be able, just feel how it feels just to breathe now. See how deep your breath is? Yeah, I've always had a tough time with breathing. Of course. You're always holding your breath. I am always holding my breath. Waiting for something to happen. Yes. It's awful. Of course. <laughs> Builds up pressure, doesn't it? Yes. Yeah. This is so common. For on a physical level, we can go for a month without food, a week without water, but we can't last for more than two minutes, tops, without breath. Yet we all make an effort to hold our breath. This is resisting the breath of life. We are choosing to be fearful 
because we do not know what is going to happen instead of embracing that breath, allowing ourselves to experience it, knowing that it will be okay. I did have a session with Dr. Jordan after the gathering, one session, and the experience one-on-one with him was different in that, well, I didn't have an audience, which was nice. I could totally be relaxed and focused on healing and listening to him and feeling the sensations that I felt. It's a quiet experience. It's a peaceful experience. And the sensations that I felt were just so wonderful. I I just felt like there is no pain in the world and that I had never had any pain in all of my life. That's how I felt the entire time I was in the one-on-one session with him. It became apparent to me that even to share that gift with 250 to 300 people at one time was limiting and that we should try and bring this to a higher level where we give everybody access that wants access to this moment to live in unity and heal as one. And that was the reason for the coming. And while I'm doing it, I'm knowing that I need not to be doing this. I know that I need to be living healthier. Um, I know that I need to be exercising more. Um, and I know, and it, I know what else I wanted to say. I, I'm going to jump off topic for one second because something just jumped into my mind. Is that this morning, before, while I was preparing to come over here, and it, and it had nothing to do with coming over here, but just this morning while I was getting ready for my day, it occurred to me, just the thought, random thought came into my head, how cool it would be if I could become with my body the way it is, if I could just force myself into a mindset where I stretched all the time, every day, and forced myself to become almost like a contortionist. What an achievement that would be. And I'm seeing this new life growing out of the soil. And I'm seeing the structure of your new body that God's going to give you. We're not going to fix your old body. God's going to give you a new body. As I saw this metaphorical vision in my mind, I saw a young plant growing up through the old soil. That plant was not thick. It was limber. It was flexible. I knew this was the metaphorical symbol of how his new body was supposed to be. And it's going to, as I see it growing out of the soil, it's strong. And it's straight. And guess what else it is? It's flexible. It's flexible. Which means as life moves you, you are not going to resist it and feel trauma. You are going to just sway with it. And realize that life blows in one direction, we should sway. Life blows in another, we should sway. So you're not only going to be strong in this new body, you're going to be flexible. And then when he, when I was in there and he started talking about, you know, you're going to be more flexible, you're going to stretch all the time, you're going to, I just, I started getting chills. And so one of the biggest things you're going to do to feed the new growth of your body is you are going to become an avid stretcher. I deduced that it was necessary to tell him that he needed to stretch and that in stretching in his daily life, not only his physical body, but stretching his consciousness, stretching his mind, allowing himself to be more flexible to new ways of being, would not only enhance his life, but eliminate a great degree of his pain and suffering on all levels. I don't care if you ever pick up another weight in your life. You are going to stretch every 
day that you can. I mean, that was just a, a random private thought inside my mind, you know, and then for him to zero in on that one was just, I mean, maybe it's just something he would have said anyway, but I choose not to believe in coincidences. It's the only link I have with any kind of a God is that I choose not to believe in coincidences. And when, you know, when things like that happen, you know, I choose, I choose to believe that it is some kind of a connection with whatever greater creative force there is in the universe that, you know, the Indians called the Great Spirit. I don't know where I heard the line, but I was always told if you hear hooves, think horses, not zebras. Okay. Okay. So we're going to look for some. We're going to look for some horses here, and the first thing we feel is that your rib cage is like this. It's all torqued, and your right side is down here. You have a perfect shirt on for this. Your right side is down where this plaid mark is, and your left side's up where this one is. I didn't put in my paperwork that I didn't that I had a hiatal hernia and to, I, not to be not to try to trick him but because I didn't know how to spell it frankly you know um, and the fact that he zeroed in on that right away what that impressed me so we have something that's locking up the diaphragm and the breathing um, and as well your stomach is just it's tight right there it's not soft feel that right there mm-hmm Okay, give me your fingers like this. I want you to experience something different. Don't worry about mine. See how soft that is? Mm -hmm. See when you push in, there's just no resistance and I can talk all the way through it. Do the same thing to you right now. Press right there and just feel it when you try and press. See how it stops you? Mm -hmm. It's like, yeah, okay, don't, don't press anymore. That's called a hiatal hernia. In discovering Mike's hiatal hernia that he had, it really is like everything else I discover. It is simply allowing myself to become aware of what is. I would like to tell you it was some type of trick, that I saw something or knew something. It was simply something that when I looked at him, it came to me. He has this. I had a hard time getting that diagnosed when I first got it diagnosed years and years ago. And it flares up from time to time, and it was flaring up in the car before I came in today. You know, and I didn't mention that to anybody. And, you know, and the fact that he zeroed right in on that was that, that right away that put me at ease that maybe he knows a little bit about what he's talking about. We're going to fix that. And it's going to take about, I don't know, less than five minutes. You up for that? I'm so up for that. You like the way your new life is going so far? Yeah. <laughs> the first words that are coming through your mouth right now are, and your soul level is, this is just way too easy. This is just, oh my gosh, you're going to fix a hiatal hernia in five minutes? This is way too easy. That's, yeah, exactly. Right? Okay. Yeah. Get used to it. Okay. This is your new life. This is going to be the way things are going to go. You opened and said, I have no expectations, and God said, oh, as soon as you don't expect anything, I'll give you everything. The hiatal hernia was nothing more than the thousands of examples that happen on a daily basis to me saying, yes, this is what it is. Yes, that is what it is. There is no argument. So we're going to fix your ribcage. How do we do that? Well, it's very, very simple. This is down, this is up. We're going to take your rib cage and we're going to just shift it, okay? Again, this is totally safe, okay? Mm -hmm. I know the past history of your neck, but it's totally safe. I've adjusted and done structural work on people that have had many, many surgeries and you know, God never leads me in a direction to cause any harm. 
any harm. The neat part is, if your rib cage is twisted, and all these muscles that attach to your rib cage attach to your neck, is a twisted rib cage putting some stress on your neck? Probably. You know, they started giving him a little bit of credit. And, um, and the fact that he was able to make me feel a little better, in fact, I have no symptoms right now of that. That makes me feel good. I, I, you know, I feel good. He, he talked a lot about fears and, and um, philosophically uh, where, I, where he thought I might have been and where he thought I should go. And I think I'm further along his line of thinking than, than he may have given me credit for. Mike, we're going to go ahead and uh, release some trauma from your body, okay? Mm -hmm. When I put my hands, as I'm told to put my hands on your back and your neck, you're in such fear. And you just, you just, this is the voice that comes from your body. I, I just don't want to be in another accident. I just don't want to be in another accident. And so you have this really, really fear-based relationship with your car and with driving and with, on, and when, as with always, with life. Because your, your past view of life is saying that life is full of accidents. It's valuable for us to realize that in his post-session interview, Mike was unable in the moment to truly grasp the reason and the purpose of all the words that were said regarding the accidents in the car. You know, I don't have that victim mentality. I don't have the, the, the fears, like the driving my car thing. I drive my car for fun. I think this was perfect in every way because he was an amazing example of how many times when we are initially confronted with the profound wisdom of God, and the meaning that he's trying to bring to us. We are unable to understand it. I've never been rear-ended, but I've been in a number of accidents. I do buckle up, and, and um, I can't say I'm always comfortable being a passenger, but I don't really think of myself as being somebody going through life with fear. We must accept the limitations of our own ability to be one in the moment with divine. Life is full of being hit from behind, unexpected, or running into something. This new life is not going to include those things anymore. In this new life, there is no accidents. Deeper understandings inevitably become apparent, as Michael found as he pondered the thought a little longer. But as he went on and explained it a little more, maybe there's more fear. Maybe he was able to sense fear in my body that maybe I'm in denial of. And the fact that there is no accidents began with the fact that you're with me today. This is no accident, totally unexpected but not an accident. And I have to give him credit for, for, you know, I have to not, I have to be willing to just not jump to conclusions and, and assume that I'm right in that because he was right on another, on a number of levels that, you know, that I can't just say, okay, you know, you're wrong. So you are letting go of your belief in accidents. Everything in your life from this point forward will be divine nature. It is meant to be. I do not understand why it happened. I do not need to understand why it happened, but I will accept that it is for my higher good. I will learn, grow, say I love you goodbye to it, and continue on. But I will not believe in accidents anymore. And what I made him aware of is that he needed to release this because he is obviously someone who stated several times that he doesn't believe in coincidences. 
I don't believe in coincidence, which is the only thing that stops me from believing or from saying that I'm an atheist. If you don't believe in coincidences, then you really can't believe in accidents. Because if you believe in an accident, then you believe there's a random act. And that's the same thing as a coincidence. Because accidents create trauma. And when we believe trauma is an accident, we hold on to the trauma. Because we want to protect ourselves from being in any future accidents. To truly live in his truth the way he wanted to, he had to release his belief of accidents and his fear of getting in accidents and realize that there really was no accidents, that everything that happened in his life was a blessing and there was a purpose. And it was all a part of him freeing himself from the old warrior that he was and embracing the new peaceful being that he was really meant to be. And so that was said for him, but it was also said for everybody else who was continuing to suffer from anxiety or fear or pain because of a past accident they had had. That although many of, many of the points will have to do with you, it is really something that you are putting yourself in the position to do for the world. And so that it's not so much about how it all applies to you. It is about the fact that you made yourself available for it to be conveyed to the world. Lower my headrest, but I'll do it slow. And I want you to give me your head in, give me your head in my hands. And let's just... We have a lot of scars here. Let's go ahead and start releasing you from all these adhesions. Feeling like you were living in a body that was taped together. <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. Like you're all bandaged up. And you're going through a release of a past life right now. You know, the, the past life thing, I've really... I've given a lot of thought to that throughout my life and, and wondered, you know, have I had past lives? Am I going to have lives beyond this one? And I've, I've never come to a, a solid conclusion over that. And I've always wondered, you know, if I did have past lives, would I be given, you know, privy in this life to know? And I think it would be cool to know, you know, and, and do I believe, Keith, that I was a warrior in a past life? I don't know that I necessarily believe them or don't, but I think that if I did have a past life, a warrior would be a pretty cool one to have. Whether you understand or believe it is irrelevant to me, but you're releasing, and I'm seeing you, and you're a warrior, and you've lived life as a warrior, and you carry a very heavy shield that you use to protect yourself, and you carry a very big sword, and you've been at war. You've been at war with the world on many levels because the one that you felt you fought for deceived you. You know, and I think it would be kind of neat that, that I would be a warrior in a, in a past life and then be a warrior again in this life, you know, having been a, a policeman for 19 years. Um, and, and I did. I lived my life in this life exactly the way he described I did in my past life. I'm seeing a lot of past battles that you were in. And the crazy part about all these past battles, this is such a beautiful day for you, was every time you fought, guess who they were saying you were fighting in the name of? Take one guess. God. You got it. And even knowing that somebody's a policeman, you wouldn't have described my life the way Keith did my past life without some form of intuition and been so correct um, about my feelings on it, about feeling betrayed, about um, feeling, being told that I was fighting for a God and then feeling betrayed by that God. And that goes back to my childhood. We fight for God. We fight in the name of God. And there was this huge connection to God tied into fighting. 
And now it, and it ended up that when you finally awakened from the fact that you were being deceived, you kept fighting God because you felt like you were fighting in the name of God. And, and when you found out you were deceived, you felt like God deceived you. And since that point, you've been fighting God. Mm-hmm. That war is over. I was brought up in a really fundamentalist church and, and then later just felt really betrayed by what I was taught. Um, when I found that my beliefs didn't really match what I was taught. The war between him and God became a war because of the belief systems in which he was trying to believe in God. Through authority figures that had been in his life, the way religion was interpreted and imprinted upon him. All these interpretations led to conflict. Conflict between what he knew God was, or was open to believe God was, and what God was being portrayed as. I want you to picture yourself in this beautiful Roman garb and I want you to see yourself putting your sword down and putting your shield down especially that was over your heart and I want you to accept surrender today just accept it and as you do that I'm going to work on releasing your pride because pride stands in the way of that relationship and you don't want to fight anymore you just want to feel good and enjoy your life you don't want to be a battled warrior anymore. You don't see honor and scars anymore. You want to be at peace. And let's release all that from you. And let's take all that armor off that was so heavy on your neck and shoulders, all that armor that protected you from a blade or a spear or an arrow, because you're done with that. You're done with that battle. It's over. It's time for peace not just within you, but within the world. And how beautiful that your visit that you came in for with no expectations is bringing that message to the world. It's time to stop fighting in the name of God. It's time to stop using religion as a reason to hate each other. Mm-hmm. How dare we use God as a reason to hate each other? It's silly, isn't it, Mike? Absolutely. Absolutely. We all must be willing to step past the belief systems that do not allow us to have an unconditionally loving relationship with God in life and let them go so that we may come to peace with what we believe God is. The tattoo thing was kind of neat, not because he knew there was a tattoo, and I know he hadn't seen it before on my body. God is in the details. God just isn't taking care of the big things in our life. He's taking care of the little things. The moment at which Michael's shirt fell open and the tattoo was exposed was nothing but God. I had no idea this was here. (laughs) Um, Is it knowable that I had a tattoo there? Yeah, if somebody does due diligence, it's on the internet, it's on my MySpace page. Um, But nobody's ever been able to just completely interpret the meaning of that tattoo that accurately um, just by looking at it. And I certainly haven't explained it. This is so beautiful that he has this old picture of who he used to be. And this is ultimately very symbolic of what we just said, isn't it, Mike? Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it speaks for itself. It speaks for itself. His old badge broken. His gun with bullets out of it now. And he has a pen, which means he is going to communicate in a different way now, a peaceful way. And this is such a beautiful thing because 
I've never seen Michael with his shirt up before. And he comes here with this message in him. He brought this message to us today. Hand-delivered it. How, how blessed are we? That's amazing. Everything that comes through me in the sessions is obviously not me. I don't claim to have that type of knowing within my own personal being. The accuracy and conciseness at which things were discussed in his session were fantastic. For him to be able to look at it and, and tell me what it means, and he was telling me the way I would explain what it means, so that was pretty cool. Um, so he's, you know, if it's just intuition or if it's, it's guidance by God, I don't know what, but he's, he's good. Yeah, I mean, he's, he, I was impressed. In closing, I would just like to make something very, very evident. You are so loved. You are so loved. This experience of life is meant to be a beautiful warm blanket that you wrap around yourselves and allow to be close to you and next to you. We are not here to distance ourselves from the experience of life. We are here to totally immerse ourselves, to make love to life, to be with it, to allow it to penetrate us and to penetrate it without boundaries or barriers and to allow all that are in our life to truly be in our life and to not stop because we believe they should or shouldn't, are right or wrong, but to start by realizing the ground rules of engaging life are being in a space of unconditional love, acceptance, forgiveness, and compassion. And if we accept those as the ground rules of our relationship with life and all those that are in it, we will all live in unity and heal as one. We will all be a part of the coming. I just feel happy and I feel blessed and I feel capable of living this life from a better place mentally and um, I just feel blessed and I'm grateful that I was brought to him. It's changed my life. <laughs>